0: Welcome back from me, Tim Cable, to the Real Madrid podcast. Now, don't forget, you can catch up with all of the previous episodes of the podcast via the website at www.realmadriotpodcast.com, or you can follow us on iTunes, Spotify, Google or Stitcher. Now, what's coming up today? Well, we'll run the rule over Mallorca ahead of the weekend meeting. And we're going to begin by ranting up what's been making the news over the last 48 hours. Well, there's no doubting what has been the biggest story of the current week so far. It regards, of course, next week's Clásico. Will it be played? Where will it be played? After recent events in Barcelona, the view is from La Liga at least that it wouldn't be safe for Madrid to travel and play in the city. The alternatives include playing in Madrid next week with the return in Barcelona on March the 1st or a temporary postponement with a date to be set for when it will be replayed. Now, despite La Liga's intervention, the views of the clubs do differ. Barcelona simply want the game to go ahead as planned. Uh, both they and Madrid do not want to switch the games around for Madrid. It is a simple case of if safety is the issue, the game should simply be postponed and rescheduled the date offered for the rescheduling uh, December the 4th and December the 18th. What next? Well the decision is in the hands of the competition committee. the clubs have made their views to the committee and a decision will be expected in the next few days. Now, uh, lots of rumour and speculation about potential arrivals uh, during the rounds. Mino Raiola has been busy assembling a list of names for possible moves to Spain over the coming months. Top of that list is a player once on Arsenal's books, but now prolific uh, PSV Eindhoven. Doniel Marlon started with young PSV back in 2017 after leaving Arsenal, where he uh, immediately shone 13 goals in 22 games, and that form saw him debut for the first team in February of 2018. Now, last season, saw him score 11 goals across all the competitions in a season where he was used primarily as a substitute. This season, he's a first-team starter, and it's been a spectacular success. He scored 10 goals in nine games, and in all competitions, that goes up to 17, including five goals in a 5-0 victory over Vitesse Uh, plus a goal on his international debut on a night that he will certainly not forget. He scored in the 4-2 away victory for the Dutch in Germany. Now, his contract only runs until 2020. The expected fee ran at about £25 Madrid, though, remember, haven't always been lucky with talent that they've acquired from Netherlands. Uh, Snyder, Vanderva, Drenthe, Huntelaar weren't exactly roaring success stories, but, of course, there are very fond memories of rude van Nistelrooy. now the other end of the age scale is robert Lewandowski, who's been trying to secure a move from germany for the last two seasons only to be thwarted by his club by munich now he'll be 32 next august and he is still he said desperate to taste life in madrid the issue though remains his contract which runs until 2023, and of course he remains Bayern's most potent weapon up front so far this season. He's actually scored 18 goals in all competitions, including the hat-trick that he scored for Poland against Latvia this week. Staying in Munich, the 24-year-old international forward Serge Gnabry, whose career belatedly took off when he left Arsenal for Bremen and then Hoffenheim before that big move to Munich last season. He is also said to be interesting at Real Madrid. His contract runs until 2023 but even at 80 million it's hard to see Uli Hines and Karl-Heinz Rummenigge allowing him to go which would leave them with the unproven Jan Vetter Arp and the aging Lewandowski left on the books mid Pjanic is again a subject of discussion as well with the transfer window, of course, coming into sight. Perez is looking at the possibility of signing the 29-year-old Bosnian and including Isco as part of the deal after nine seasons in Serie A. Pjanic would relish a new challenge and if he plays this weekend by the way for juventus against bologna it'll be his 100th juventus appearance he's had a productive international break as well scoring twice in bosnia's 4-1 victory over finland now staying in italy as well could a move for napoli's caledu koulibaly be imminent with the news that napoli are looking at the potential of signing samuel Umtiti from barcelona it would be the green light then or a bidding war to erupt between Barcelona and Real Madrid as to who gets the man, who is considered to be one of the best central defenders in world football at the moment, but review him as the ideal potential replacement for Sergio Ramos. But he's not the only player linked with Ramos's position this week. Keep an eye on Marquinhos at PSG. It's not the first time Madrid have been linked with the Brazilian, the 25-year-old in his seventh season in Paris, during which time he's made 167 appearances, scoring 12 goals. Zidane has been a long-time admirer. And with his contract running until 2022, PSG certainly won't want to sell, so it could be a big, big money bid if they were to prize him away and an awful, Awful lot of negotiation. German media have reported that Manchester United have reignited their interest in Tony Cruz, the German international who only recently extended his contract at Real Madrid. Had a very indifferent start to the season and was widely criticised for some very anonymous performances. But the last month has seen him re-emerge as one of Madrid's most important players. He will be 30 years of age as well, by the way, next June. And £65 for a 30-year-old may well be viewed as simply too expensive. Fabien Ruiz is still an agenda-setting name, with further news suggesting Real Madrid have made contact with his agent with a view to a summer move next year. After just one season in Serie A, since his move from Real Betis, the 23-year-old midfielder, has become one of the hottest prospects in Serie A, and he certainly won't be let go without a real fight. Now, uh, Spurs, preside to losing Christian Eriksen in January, are said to be looking again at Isco. The reality is, though, here that he has little interest in joining Tottenham, preferring instead a role at either Juventus, Bayern, or PSG. Madrid's sixty million valuation of a player who'll be twenty-eight next April and who, remember, has started just thirty-three games since twenty seventeen season began. Well, it also seems to be a bit on the adventurous side. Now, staying on Spurs, Spanish coach Luis Enrique uh, believes it would be very difficult to see Mauricio Pochettino at Real Madrid anytime soon. Remember, he said Sudan has won three Champions Leagues. It would be very difficult for Madrid to sack him and replace him with Pochettino. Plus, remember, they would also, he said, have to pay a significant fee in order to acquire him. Rumours are also around suggesting that Zidane is prepared to give up on the potential signing of Paul Pogba and switch his attentions back to Milinkovic Savage, who at 24 is not only younger, but at 80 million euro is also significantly cheaper and seen as better value than Pogba. And perhaps more importantly here, Perez would not stand in the way of a deal, as he allegedly had done with Pogba. Now on the growing list of those potentially available for sale this January, you can now add Lucas Vasquez. Arsenal have allegedly been notified and a fee in the region of €25 million Euro will secure him. Time then now to look ahead to the weekend's meeting with Real Mallorca. Now, first of all, some good news for Zidane and indeed Casemiro. One of the Brazilians' four yellow cards given against Villarreal has been removed. So the potential for him to miss the Clásico if it was played and he picked up a yellow card against Mallorca has now been removed. Injuries continue to cause issues for Zidane. After the international break, the list of doubtfuls and not availables continues to grow. We already know Vasquez and Modric are out. Uh, Tony Cruz still has injury. Bail is being monitored, but he hasn't been training. Uh, Cruz was expected to be back for the Classico, if indeed it's played. Good news, though, for James Rodriguez, uh, Mendy and Brahim Diaz, all of whom have trained in full. Courtois, has Hazard, Casemiro, and Militao all trained as well in full after their returns from international duty on Wednesday. Now, on to the game. It is the 65th meeting between the two since November of 1960. Real Madrid have won 38 of those meetings, with 12 draws. Success for Mallorca has been sporadic. Now, the last Mallorca win was 10 years ago in May of 2009. One day, Ramos was the then-coach of Real Madrid. They actually took the lead at Bernabeu. Iguain scored the goal. He actually holds the record, by the way, for the most goals scored against Mallorca by a Madrid player. But Orangos, Santana and Quito scored for Manzano's team to make it a famous victory now Mayuka's last win at a home in La Liga they won a cup game in 2008 was even further back, February of 2006, when they won by two goals to one. Madrid's goal that day was scored by uh, a very young, upcoming player by the name of Sergio Ramos. Zidane was actually playing in that game as well. Leonardo and Arango got the goals for Mallorca on that day. Now six times though over the years, Real Madrid have racked up five goals in this fixture. Mallorca fans though will regale you with tales of greatness. Their best ever performance versus Madrid was in Madrid in May of 2003 when the team that included Walter Pandiani and Samuel Ertu, both of whom scored as they won five goals to nil. So what about the tale of the tape? Mallorca starting the day in 18th place on seven points. Madrid go into the weekend top of La Liga. As for the statistics, just six goals scored in eight games this season for Mallorca, Real Madrid on 16. They have uh, an average shot per game ratio of nine shots per game. Real Madrid, the highest in the league, with 16.8, a pass completion rate for Mallorca, just 76.3 to Madrid's 87%, and a 45.9% average possession rate this season, 54.9 for Real Madrid. Real Madrid's top scorer is Croatian Ante Budemi, who's taken to life well in La Liga after arriving on loan from Crotone last season. He's now got eight goals in 26 games. For Real Madrid, of course, it is Benzema with six. He's the top scorer, averages more shots per game than any other player in La Liga at the moment does. Karim Benzema and Real Madrid have nine other players who have scored. Only Gareth Bale, has more than one. He has scored two. Only two other goal scorers outside of Budamir for Mallorca. danny Rodriguez and Salva Sevilla with one each. The other goal was an own goal. Uh, three players for Mallorca have provided one assist each. Thirteen players for Real Madrid have provided an assist. Carvajal with three with the most. Gareth Bale next with two. Fourteen players yellow carded for Mallorca. Uh, Sevilla is there on four who leads that list. 13 players yellow-carded for Real Madrid. Casemiro on four, but one of those is going to be removed, as we know. And Madrid have had two red cards this season, Gareth Bale and Luka Modric. Uh, 50% of all the goals they have conceded around Mallorca have come in the last half an hour of games. As for Real Madrid, well, 75% of all the goals scored against them have come in the last half an hour. And when they've scored, well, they're evenly spread eight in the first half of Madrid, eight in the second, with the largest proportion of goals, 31% of them coming between minutes 31 and 45. Well, there we are. That is the tale of the tape for this weekend's match. The conclusion based on that is that we should be looking forward to three points for Real Madrid, the perfect setup or Galatasaray and potentially Barcelona in the next seven days and that just about wraps it up then for today we will be back next Monday when we look back on the weekend's match with Mallorca we look ahead to the Champions League and Galatasaray and potentially of course the Classico in Barcelona I hope you enjoy the weekend from me Tim Capel till Monday bye-bye for now